0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is one of the most familiar chapters in the Bible. At least part of it is uh, among the most familiar scriptures in the Bible. This is the chapter where Solomon makes memorable observations about mankind and the the course of our lives. You'll recognize the wording once I get into it. But listen carefully to the observations of the wisest man who ever lived concerning things that are universal for each and every one of us. This particular chapter is taught in colleges and universities around the world. As an example of ancient poetry and ancient literature and wisdom literature, to be honest with you, there is very little out there on par with Solomon's observations that take place in verses 1 through 8, the first part of this chapter. So listen now to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill And a time to heal. A time to tear down. And a time to build. A time to weep. And a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance. A time to scatter stones. And a time to gather them. A time to embrace. And a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search. And a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to mend a time to be silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace what do workers gain from their toil i have seen the burden god has laid on the human race He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all of their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Whatever is has already been. And what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every human deed. I also said to myself, as for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upward? and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. So, I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work, because that is their lot. For who can bring them to see what will happen after them? Once again, Solomon's melancholy comes through at the end of this chapter. But before we get to the end of the chapter, we want to back up to these observations, these timeless observations, and forgive me for using that expression timeless, because they're they're universal in nature. And indeed, as Solomon alludes to the the course of his life, the course of our lives are also contained within these very powerful verses, this very powerful, spirit-inspired poetry, really. He says there's a time to be born and a time to die. Friends, that's about as universal as it gets. All of us are born into this world and all of us will die. He says there's a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh. Obviously, we prefer times of laughter over times of weeping, but every human being will experience both in the course of their lifetime. Weeping and laughter, these are things that all of us share in common in our humanity. May you have more laughter than tears. He goes on, a time to mourn and a time to dance. The reference to mourning, of course, could allude to the loss of a loved one. The time to dance is a time of celebration. The two um, don't coincide. You don't dance in celebration while you're mourning for the loss of a loved one. But once again, we all will endure or we all will participate in times of mourning and hopefully times of celebration and dancing. He says there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I think that's an interesting observation, again, coming from Solomon, as it were, because he had so many wives and concubines. And yet, even in his lascivious lifestyle, he recognized that it was not always appropriate to embrace, but there were times to refrain from embracing. Now, of course, this could be said of normal social interaction where you uh, may hug others at certain times and certain times you don't. At certain times, it's inappropriate. He says there's a time to search and a time to give up. This is a Really, it kind of pulls at the strings of my heart. All of us, again, search for things in the course of our lives. Sometimes it's search for a home, search for a job, search for a college, a university, search for a spouse. Maybe it's search for how to, um, to reconcile a situation. But he goes on. There's a time to search and there's a time to give up. With many of the things that we seek in this life, sometimes we have to give up without um, finding the resolution that we hoped. And so there is indeed a time to search, and wisdom dictates that there would be a time to give up the search. There's a time to keep and a time to throw away. (laughs) I think that's kind of humorous in our Western mindsets. Of course, we accumulate many things, but there's also a time to throw things away. There's a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. Sometimes I think righteous people are silent when they should speak, but there is a time to be silent that's appropriate for righteous people. But there's also a time to speak up when we see evil rising and injustice taking place on the earth. There's a time to love and a time to hate and a time for war and a time for peace. And I pray that we would live in times of peace, not times of war. He goes on and says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. To me, he's observing that he has made everything appropriate and everything that he's just outlined fits in its time. It's beautiful in its time. It's appropriate for its time. These are universal things, friends. The Lord has made our human hearts subject to many of the same emotions. And Solomon has uh, beautifully observed and penned some of these universal conditions that we all go through and we all share in our humanity. Whether you're from Asia, whether you're from Africa, whether you're from Europe, whether you're from the U.S., no matter what tribe or tongue uh, you come from, these universal times are applicable to your life. And so he concludes in the middle of this chapter As he often does, that there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may drink and find satisfaction in all they do. This is a gift of God. I want to say that that can be overstated, but if you frame it the right way, he's actually observing something that's true. And by that, I mean this. The Lord has made many wonderful things for us to enjoy in our time on earth. The things, the good pleasures of earth are not sinful. There are many things here that are quite pleasant. And heaven's intent is that we should enjoy our lives, but we should enjoy our lives in Christ. In other words, we're not to seek pleasure autonomously from the pursuit of God. But in a relationship with God, the Lord does desire that we would find pleasure in our lives, that we would be able to do good and be happy and, and eat and drink and find satisfaction. These are all blessings from God. It is his desire, but it begins with being reconciled with God. And so Solomon, sadly, is continuing in his quest in this chapter. He has not yet come to the conclusion that it's all about Jesus. But friends, I hope that you have, and I know that I have. Lord We thank you for the good things that you provided for us in this life. We thank you, Lord, for the universal experience of our humanity that we share with every man, woman and child who's ever lived on this planet. Lord, may we be cognizant, as Solomon was, that the fact is our days are finite and these times are passing. They're appointed for this time of the grave. But the ultimate time is the time that will be with you, Lord, beyond the reckoning of of all chronological time, Lord, may we be aware of eternity. May our hearts be tuned toward you. May eternity in our hearts call out to the deep in you, Lord, and may we come to know you from this point in our lives till the very end. I pray this for each person listening and for myself. In Jesus' name, amen.